Welcome to the RowWorks Legacy Podcast, a podcast that inspires and motivates individuals through personal stories from Olympians and athletes of all backgrounds. Each week, we will be delivering interviews about various athletes' true backgrounds and what made them who they are today. This podcast will focus on what identity these competitors have adopted and what they would like their legacy to be. We're going to offer some hard-hitting, inspiring stories of great athletes and what it takes to be the best. Now here's your host, Ironman competitor and national team rower, Jack Nunn. Hello everyone, this is Jack Nunn with RowWorks Fitness. Today is an exciting day because we're starting our first ever RowWorks Legacy Podcast. So what does that mean? It means that we're going to bring forward some inspiring athletes and get you motivated weekly. It means that this is a series of shows offering every week. The show is going to inspire my love for multi-sport, in particular for the Olympics, and the lasting legacy that those Olympics leave for kids, for opportunities, and for so much more. I'm going to show you what it takes to be an all-around athlete, inspiring just others through generations. As you know, or may not know, my father, John Nunn, was an Olympic athlete, He won a bronze medal in the 1968 Olympic double skulls in Mexico City, high altitude, lots of factors there, interesting stories. He was also the Olympic men's rowing coach for the 76 team in Montreal for the men's sculling team. He's a living Olympic legend. And growing up with that legend, his influence on me was absolutely essential with determination, hard work, patience and life values. I grew up playing baseball, soccer, ice hockey through his East Coast influence, sometimes at the same time all these sports. High school I came home one day and I was like I'm burned out I quit. I quit baseball and soccer at the same time and my dad said well either you get a job or you find something else to do. He didn't even bring up rowing nothing like that. It was my junior year of high school. I didn't have any direction, didn't have a lot of guidance uh, at that point to what I wanted to do, to what I really loved. And I remember the day it happened. I was in the kitchen in the house and I said, uh, well, what about that rowing thing? And he jumped out of his chair so quick, called the coach, and the next day changed my life. Age 16, down at the boathouse, joining the Long Beach Junior Crew, and then on into everything. Opportunity opened up, one thing can change your life, and that showed me my passion, my love for fitness. Rowing was born. That story, everything was born. So in college, I got a scholarship to Berkeley for rowing at Berkeley. Uh, My freshman coach was Craig Emmerkanian, and my varsity coach was Steve Gladstone. They made it so much fun and we won three national championships, four Pac-10 championships over the course of those years. I rode on the national team winning a silver medal at the under 23 men's eight in 2001 in Linz, Austria. And then I continued to row on the national team for about four more years before I just started kind of burning out and not really into it as much as I thought I would be and came home California and started a new rowing indoor rowing facility called RowWorks and I've been doing that now for over 10 years 
So we're located in California in Long Beach and we feature indoor rowing classes. Um, we're a fitness center that overlooks the water. We're just a few feet away from Marine Stadium. We're also a California historical landmark. We're still running classes today um, on a daily basis. And this is the first of its kind. Other gyms and fitness centers can claim they're the first, but we are actually the first ones in California uh, pretty much to do indoor rowing specific classes. And throughout those classes, I tell lots of stories, as my members know, uh, whether it be coaches or background or other people throughout my life that have influenced myself. And it all started there in Long Beach. And our classes are located at Marine Stadium. That was the site of the 1932 Los Angeles Olympic Games. The, the Marine Stadium and the Coliseum, which everyone knows, it, are the only two things left uh, from that Olympics in 1932. Lots of history there. So not only when you come down, you get a workout, you get inspired, you get some stories, and you also get a California historical landmark right there. So it's pretty cool. And my alma mater, actually, Berkeley, UC Berkeley, won a gold medal at the 1932 Olympics. Now most of you know the story of Boys in the Boat where University of Washington beat Berkeley, qualified for the Olympics, and then that totally crazy story of them winning the gold medal in 1936. So what you don't know is maybe Berkeley had won three gold medals uh, at various Olympics, and one of them being in Long Beach, California. So this venue was also talking about a little bit of legacy segue, the legacy of that course then brought my father from the East Coast. He graduated from Cornell University. My father moved to Long Beach in 1967 to train for the Olympics in Mexico City. And he qualified and went on to uh, represent the USA in the double skulls in 1968 and won himself a bronze medal along with his doubles partner, Bill Maher. So, Legendary. Now, why is this important? Well, the only other boat from that year to win an Olympic medal was the assault on Lake Casitas, the gold medal by Brad Lewis uh, in 84 at the 84 Games. Now, if you remember, the Soviets uh, did not come, or the Eastern Bloc countries did not come to the Olympics because they boycotted the 84 Olympics. So, they won the gold medal. Since then, no medals in the sculling boats uh, for the USA. So every time the Olympics progresses, my dad becomes more famous. It's just how it is. So growing up as the only boy, as his son, being a rower, lots of pressure, big shoes to fill. But these are just more stories, more legacy, what have you. Now, at that same venue, at Marine Stadium. The 68 trials, like I said, happened and they kept it and they used that same facility, that same venue for the 1976 Olympic trials for the women events. Now the woman entered the Olympics in 1976. So that was the first year they were able to row and their rowing uh, course was 1000 meters back then. So 
Fast forward again, 84, Legacy again. 84, that venue was used for, again, qualification stand for standards for the women's rowing events. The sailing events for the U.S. Uh, Olympics uh, in L.A. at 84 were also located at Marine Stadium. Now they're talking about the 2028 Olympics being a possible venue for Marine Stadium once again. So incredible use, incredible history there, incredible inspiration, really, to know that you're rowing at a facility that was used in the last 100 years. And Berkeley, Washington, and all these crews coming together with rowing and other sports, um, sailing and swimming. Uh, triathlon is one of the Olympics. And long, there's seven sports going to be in Long Beach for the 2028 Olympics that are slotted right now. So a ton of history there. So where do I come with my legacy? Well, the legacy for personally for me comes from 1984. Prior to that, 68, my father. I wouldn't be here if he, would have, if he wouldn't have uh, moved out to Long Beach from uh, the East Coast to train for the Olympics to qualify. Met my mom, got married, and then the rest is history, right? Well, 84, the teams came out here at Lake Casitas, and they competed, and they said, we're not going to ship our boats back because it's too expensive. We'll just leave them here. So the 84 Foundation was founded, and they dispersed those boats across California and across the Western United States to programs for kids who are learning how to row. Here's where it gets good. So 1987, the Long Beach Junior Crew is established. I start rowing in 1996, and I am using the boats that were used at the 84 Olympics. Now they're aged, but that started the whole process. Again, legacy. So now we have thousands of kids, high school kids, masters, juniors, uh, collegiate. We have my program, the uh, adaptive program. Angela Madsen is rowing across the uh, Pacific Ocean to Hawaii as we speak, which is very exciting. I can't wait to interview her when she gets back. It's definitely on my radar. Opportunities for kids, for anyone looking for a sport that's uh, just the perfect cross-training sport for anything, endurance, um, and just, just creating so much opportunity. So going back, after I graduated from Berkeley, I also coached for the Long Beach Junior Crew. Here it goes again, legacy. My legacy as a, as a junior crew athlete now comes back around and I'm coaching um, kids who are rowing in high school. And then I become the head men's coach, the varsity coach at Loyola Marymount, coaching university kids how to row. Sometimes some of them knew, some of them experienced, and then they get invited to the national team. Very exciting stuff. So through rowing, I found my fitness excel on so many levels. Um, you know, we ask, why do you care about rowing? Who cares about rowing, right? And through rowing, I found my fitness just explode, not only in a good way, with running, cycling especially, and swimming. And I took it up uh, 
my other dream, besides making the Olympic team, which didn't happen, I always wanted to do the Ironman World Championships. So last year, my goal, my dream came true. I was able to compete and qualify at the Ironman Kona World Championships. So my journey started back in, in 2008. Uh, one of my good friend and fellow rower, uh, Warner Bonner, decided to do an Ironman, and I said, I'm in. And he said, uh, we're doing Nice, France, uh, which is one of the hardest Ironmans in the circuit. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and I fell in love with triathlon from the very first triathlon I did back in 2007 and getting ready for, for Nice. And I found out that uh, with indoor rowing, it just works so well with all three sports, uh, cycling, running, and swimming, like I said. And then I found myself racing every weekend, uh, competing for the love of it. Not just to say, hey, here I am, but just to be like, no, I love competing. And from 2008 um, to the present, I've done over 100 triathlons. 16 of those triathlons were full Ironmans um, and nine half Ironmans. And then I did one Ultraman. The Ultraman is a 321 mile race. It's a three day event. It's a 10K, six and a half mile swim on the first day, plus a 90 mile bike. The second day is a 170 mile bike. And the third day is a ultra marathon, a 52.4 mile run. And that's over a three day period. I'm 220 pounds and I'm 6'3". So that was a brutal race. I did finish and that's, I marked that as one of my highest accomplishments. I thank rowing for that. I thank the legacy. I thank my, my, my background, my athleticism, uh, where, where I came from for all of that. I also did the Norseman in Norway, which is described uh, arguably as the hardest Ironman distance race in the world. Uh, it's actually not even argued, it's just, that's it. So the Norseman is the hardest Ironman in the world. It's in Norway, uh, and I did that with the Iron Cowboy, uh, another inspiring person. Um, I met him at the same at that same race. He was doing it that year as well uh, in Norway, and so that happened in 2017. So I've completed Ironmans on four continents. Um, and I just love sharing my passion with others. My passion for sport and identity as a human being is simply doing what I love and sharing it with others. There's no better freedom than doing what you love as a job and inspiring others along the way. And I wanted to start this podcast because I feel I can offer inspiration with the various athletes I know through my father, but also myself. At Berkeley, we rode with a lot of Olympians. Uh, in triathlon, I got to meet a lot of Olympians and a lot of really cool, inspiring athletes. Um, and I feel like I can offer inspiration with those various athletes I know through my father in rowing, but also in different sports. And we can learn so much together and be inspired over and over again. So that's my goal. That's my love for sport, passion. I just know all these people and I feel like, wow, I should share that with you guys. I should share the stories with everybody, not just in my classes, but with everybody. 
and my connections over the past three generations of my family. Not only has my father rode, but my great-grandfather rode for Columbia back in the 1900s. So let me ask you, are you ready to be inspired and create your own legacy? I hope to continue coaching and inspiring others through this podcast and create a lasting legacy. Thanks, you guys, and have a great day. And we look forward to interviewing more athletes in the future and sharing those stories with you. Thank you for joining us this week on the RowWorks Legacy Podcast. Make sure to visit www.rowworks.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or that you simply tell a friend about us. Remember to be inspired, stay positive, stay active, and leave a great legacy while blazing a trail for others to follow. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.